Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard and the host for this episode of the show. Today, we're rooting for number two because we're talking about games that have really good sequels. And those of you that play a lot of games know that sequels not necessarily always the the best thing in the industry. In fact, uh, when I let the get celebrity guests today know about what we were going to be talking about, they uh, actually had trouble coming up with the list, uh, as did I. Um, and I think I I have a reason for that. But let me introduce our panel for today. We have all the way from England, Shella. Our European correspondent, who plays all manner of games and actually finishes a few of them, <laughs> Shella, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Uh, we also have our publisher and hardcore business guy, Nate Woolley. Um, Don't you forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to go over your your impressive Wall Street co- Journal and Washington Post uh, credentials again, although I kind of just did. <laughs> <laughs> I win, I win. <laughs> and we also have uh, Kelly. Kelly uh, obviously is the host of our other show, which runs monthly, uh, sometimes <laughs> on Jin. Uh, the uh, the Gamer Geeks welcome Kelly Adams to the show today. Thank you. So we have a, a show on sequels, and I, I was thinking about this this whole sequel thing, but I actually wanted to get to an email that came in from a reader uh, about our show last week. Uh, which was on the controversial topic of Japan not uh, being as good as it used to be, uh, in the game industry anyway. So, Shella, this is mostly for you, and I, again, I don't know why they wrote to me instead of you, but I figured, what the heck, I'd ambush you with the with the thing right here on the air. So, <laughs> so it says, uh, Shella... Um, love to hear, love to hear that, uh, about the troubles in Japan. Uh, but I think that they will. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I know, right. It's like, woo, yay, I don't like Japan. I don't know. But he says, but I think that they will be okay. Let's not forget that Japan, uh, as a whole brought us the, um, on, brought us the anime revolution, portable music players, and fuel efficient cars. Once they realized that games like Final Fantasy are revered and should be, but aren't the future of this industry, they will be fine. Change just seems to happen more slowly with them. Sincerely, Austin Roberts. So, uh, Shella, anything you agree with Mr. Roberts? Or <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose um, change can happen slowly there. Um, because quite often things that are started in the West, Japan sort of adopts and makes them better, takes them to 11. So I think, yeah, with all the innovation um, that's, that's over there, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back stronger. Okay. Well, maybe they can be their new tourist slogan. Japan, we go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the show today is on, is on sequels. And uh, I was looking back at... The 10 years worth of gin reviews in our archives, which anybody can look at. Just go to GameIndustry.com and click on reviews. Um, you can see the current reviews, and then you can click and go back by year. I think you can go all the way back to about 2002 or 2001. Uh, 2001 now. Oh, okay. Okay, so we have the old archives up. You know, Pac-Man, really cool. <laughs> but... Um, I was looking at the games that come out as sequels, and a lot of times they aren't as good as the original. And I was wondering why that was, and so I did some 
deep thinking. <laughs> I uh, I should have had a sound effect for that, I guess, right? You know, deep thinking. <laughs> yeah, really deep, <laughs> echoey voice. But I was thinking that for a sequel, especially in this industry, especially now, to get made, for, for there to be a two or a three or a four of something, the, the original game has to be fantastic, and it has to sell well. So then you're like, okay, you've got a sequel, but you've got to live up to the expectations of everybody that fell in love with the original game. And so where you think that sequels have it easy, they actually – it would be really hard to make a good sequel, I think. And I think that's what a lot of people fall into. And I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, John, I'll forgive forgive me for this, but I just think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> sequels are easy to make. I mean, there's there's a there's a truism in Hollywood. You make a certain amount of money on a certain type of movie, you get a sequel no matter what. Because mm-hmm. if something does two hundred million dollars, um, you know, you can produce, you know, you know, movie piece of crap two for a fraction of the money, and you know, at a minimum, two thirds or three quarters of your previous book is going to come out for it, and you don't have to do a lot of product development. You don't have to develop a new toy line. So if you're coming up with, you know, I don't know, Civ 47 or something, you know, you already know what your basic concept is. You've saved a lot of money on your production, and all you have to do is sort of, you know, apply some thought and get it out there as fast as you can and reap some profits. That's spoken as only Nate can speak <laughs> because we've got to ass- <laughs> we've got to assume that um, some people who make games have art- artistic integrity and want to make their sequels better than the first game was. In which case, they are more difficult to make because if your first game was great and really, you know, if it, if your first game was Metal Gear, for instance, um, you know, people were weeping at the tr- just the trailer for Metal Gear Two. You'd better be darn sure it's going to be good, otherwise you're going to be hearing about. Yeah, that was that was an embarrassing day. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, we got to see Todd cry. It was a good day watching the trailer. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he didn't cry. No, did he? of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I I understand your point, Chella. But yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's easy to to do from a business point of view because mm-hmm. they do it a lot. They're gonna have yeah. the budget. <laughs> the the de- the decision to green light a sequel, you oh, know, yeah. you know, a, a follow up thing is very easy to do because it's easy yeah. to get budget for. You've already got your programming okay. team in place. You know, two two months in, while your programming guys are still coming up with patches for things they screwed up, um, you can already have that sequel greenlit, so you don't have to hire all these guys again. You just tell them go do it again and do it. I don't know with bigger explosions or something. Mm. But, yeah, but I, under, I understand. It's, it's harder. I understand, but I'm willing to bet that's a pretty small fraction of sequels that get greenlit. <laughs> well, then the th- <laughs> it is. It, it could be also a concern because, and in fact, I was going to bring this point up, and you both kind of touched on it a little bit, is that the true test of a series, whether a series is good or not, may not be number two. It might be number three because if you come out with number two and it's a horrible sequel. Then you don't have the fan base and you don't have the money. You're not going to make a three. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you, I mean, you can keep doing it. Look at the Saw movies, or you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, gosh, for this, please die. <laughs> we we actually have um, James Maddox is reviewing the Saw game, so that'll be out soon. <laughs> You're James. I go for you. <laughs> see how I see how I work that in there. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, you can make money with it. And to a lot of people, 
I mean, I'm a small businessman. If it makes money, I'm going to start looking at it hard, no matter what uh, is up. But uh, you can get a lot of mileage out of even you know crappy stuff. I mean, we got like Meatballs 4 or something in the 80s. You think any of those were any good? No, but the Porky series was epic. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you, would you believe I saw the first one of those in the theater? <laughs> Jeez, I, I think even I caught the first one on the USA Network at some point. But All right, anyway, today we're actually celebrating sequels that were good, where they actually were, oh, my God, gasp, better than the original. So I have a small list, but I want to uh, to go with you guys and, and what you think. So we'll we'll just kind of round robin it, and we'll see. We'll start with Kelly since Kelly didn't enter into the fray in the in the previous debate uh, over my I thought was going to be a benign statement to start the show off. <laughs> Wrong. I didn't count. In, I didn't count the Nate factor. <laughs> no. You you invited. That's me, true. You know. That's true. I keep doing that. What am I thinking? And then you underestimated him. Oh gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> Schoolboy error. So, yes. so Kelly, what, what do you think? Do you have a, a a game that would be a where the sequel was better and and in, in, in a lot of ways than than the original? Well, a lot of ways is better because me and Todd both mutually agreed on this one. Uh, it just because it was a console change, it got the next gen console. It came out on the 360, and it's Oblivion. Uh, okay, okay. So from Morrowind, so it's yeah, very addictive, very addictive. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was pretty cool. And then on the on the, and you're saying it was a console change, but on the PC, it was you know PC to PC, and and so yeah. so it would be more of a direct sequel. Okay, let me speak for Todd. Bet you had to put in a new graphics chip. <laughs> 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 so, so you updated something to make it run, you know, because he always does say that, and so I do. Since he's not, a, you know, able to be here. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know that uh, I know people that loved Oblivion so much that they did go out and buy a new graphics card for their computer so that they could get reflections from the windows. That was like a feature that their old card didn't have. So $300 later, they can see the reflection when they walk by stained glass windows. So there we go. Money well spent. <laughs> I bought I bought a new PC for um um City of Heroes because my laptop wouldn't run it. I was like, right, that's it. <laughs> Hell, where are you? <laughs> we're, we're very different people. <laughs> well, I, I I have bought new graphics card to have games run, not not so much to get extra little features, but uh, when I, a game, I think the Splinter Cell series wouldn't run on my old graphics card, so mm. went out and got a new one. All right, Nate, what about you? There must be some games that have sequels that you enjoy. I don't know, Tron Two, something like that. Oh, Tron. Uh, <laughs> no, if if I had to if I had to toss two things out there in which the second uh, iteration of a series was quantum leaps ahead of the first, even though the first was very good, was uh, Civilization 2 over 1 and Call of Duty 2 over 1. Okay, both good examples. The the original games are both very good and, frankly, groundbreaking for the time. But the next – you can tell that they went – all right, we did it. We did it good, but now we've got oh my god, look at all this development money. So let's just really cut loose. And they made they they took it farther than they did before. Whereas you you know as well as I do, would have been easy to just you know change some graphics, put some different Nazis in, bang, Call of Duty twos out there, killing some more Nazis. <laughs> That's true, and and civilization too. It's, it's, 
yeah, instead they made it very much, you know, new games, new feel, harder, and and more difficult and more satisfying to play. And I think Civilization 3 actually went even farther uh, with, with... And... And for that matter, four. Yeah, there was some there was some controversy with four with some of the things they did, relying a little bit too much on on video clips and things like that. But but I th- I think in in general the series always gets better. So let me let me riff on another one for a second too. That I thought the sequels were quantum leaps ahead of the first, but that's a technology development. Although I thought uh, downstream, you know, three, four, etc., got to be too much, and I sort of fell out of it. Is the SimCity games? Mm. You know, not SimCopter, not SimTower, the actual SimCity, the city building and managing simulation. You know, the first one was released, you know, on a single three and a half inch floppy disk for running on IBM PS2s without hard drives. So it was very minimal. That's, that is, by the way, how I first played SimCity. Um, so it was pretty minimal. But then they really took it beyond that with the whole hex grid setup and sewer lines and electrical lines and it wasn't just connecting you know, various zoning. You actually had to manage the city. And then you got to, you know, hit it with meteors and stuff. So. Yeah, I played the original of SimCity, uh, I believe, was actually on a Macintosh uh, when I was working at a newspaper in college. Uh, and I was like, and it was the original where it was like, okay, this block of the city is residential. This block is commercial. This block is yeah. industrial. Woo! That was awesome. Yeah. I think I played it in like 89 or something. Yeah, and then you move forward to, I, I actually, in the heyday of SimCity, when it when, when I guess, was it 3 was out? Or? Or um, I actually saw there was a book uh, in like the bookstore, and it was all about the mathematical calculations that all the Sims that lived in the city did. Like they will walk three blocks to try to find public transportation and to get to work, and if they can't, they'll go home and all this stuff. And it was like it was like wow, these people really take this thing seriously. So obviously this is awesome. <laughs> obviously a good game on the ba- on the background. All right, um, Shella, what what do you think? What's a series that blew you away with the sequel? Um, well, I think, I don't know if it blew me away, but, um, Shenmue, um, was, you know, a huge innovation when that hit the, hit the scene. It was the first uh, the sort of, sandbox title, right? Yeah, it was the first sandbox game. Um, but they kind of forgot that trying to make it as real as possible just made it like reality. And reality isn't actually that fun, and that's not why we play games. <laughs> um... <laughs> Whereas Shenmue 2 took that innovation and sort of gave us the reality, but kind of sanded off the harsh edges that is reality and made it fun again. And um, hence made, you know, absolute classic of a game um, that will stand up forever, I think. You know, it's just a brilliant, brilliant game. Very slow paced and, um, yeah, you just wander around. Hong Kong or wherever it was, and yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I re- people sort of scuttling away when it started raining, and all these little things that we take for granted now but, that, um, you know, that did first. Yeah, I remember I went back and I read one of the reviews that I read was Todd's review on the original mm-hmm. Shenmue, and he was all like, It's so cool, I can go into an arcade and play arcade games, you know, know. and stuff, and then I can go to work and make yeah. money so I can afford to play the <laughs> fake arcade games. <laughs> yeah. 
I, mean, I think Todd will agree with me. When I actually wrote this on my list, I thought, well, Todd's not going to be here, so I'll put Shenmue for both of us. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Yeah. I'm sure he would have brought that one up. All right, Ke- yeah. Kelly. Kelly. Well, actually, I'll, I'll I'll throw one up, and I, I'm hoping I'm not stealing this one from you, Kelly. But um, the difference between Vampire the Masquerade and Vampire Bloodlines was incredible. Um, Vampire the Masquerade, of course, came out, and it was it was an okay game, and it was neat because it used the white wolf system and but the combat interface was kind of sucky and it was very linear and then vampire bloodlines came out it used the half-life engine uh which is actually another title that's on my list but it used the half-life engine it let you kind of have an open world and it let you really experience what it was like to sort of be a vampire in as free roaming an environment as it could at the time so so i would i would definitely give kudos to uh to the vampire bloodlines uh game and pray and please if any industry people uh all our industry people that are listening make a sequel to the vampire game it's been like 10 years i said second that holly <laughs> what i'm like do we need to knock you right over now. the head yeah mm-hmm. it's like true blood twilight even though Meyer came right know, to save her like, life um, but <laughs> i mean hello <laughs> you want a bestseller how how there's that much more we can do but say this will be a bestseller for you yeah right <laughs> How many articles have we seen about the hotness of vampires now? It's like, no, hello, gaming I industry, vampires, please. Even I'm sick to death of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kelly, I hope I didn't steal that one from your list, but I, I had to bring oh, that okay. one up. So, so go ahead. What, what's another one you'd like to kick into the to the circle here? Oh, the the Microsoft Mega Bungie Halo. Mm, okay. The Halos just kept on getting better. Even though I haven't got to play ODST yet, so and I know Todd was kind of disappointed in it, so but I like the first, the second, and the third, all the Halo series. Yeah, I mean, it- really, you really thought two was better than one? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> in three, I like three too. <laughs> <laughs> just, she just loves her Halo. Well, I, I'll actually interrupt. I mean, well, I love Halo too. I reviewed them all for you guys. That's true. But, mm. That's right. I know you were a little disappointed with two. So, oh, there's some yeah. mega, mega smack talking going on in my apartments during those game releases. <laughs> oh, and it just it it would be great to just had like a webcam and just record some of that stuff because you should have seen it. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> they actually came to blows. It was like the fight scene from Shenmue 2. I mean, it was crazy. Um, so I wanted to bring up since she, since uh, since Kelly brought up uh, Halo, I'll, I'll bring up the the other quintessential shooter series, Half Life. And uh, I think the difference between Half Life and Half Life 2 was pretty incredible. I mean, Half Life 2 was so epic with uh, you know being able to drive in the in the boat and just the levels and everything. Of course, we're talking lots of years between the two titles, so I mean that that kind of helps, I guess. But that that is actually a big plus. Like in Sim City, you had several years between one and two, mm-hmm. and not only was was the technology better, but the way people thought about it was better. So you could accomplish more that way. That's true. That's true. Well, Shella, what what else do you have for for your list here? Um, I've got Tomb Raider one and two. Ah, getting getting um, rid of the damn save diamonds, right? Yeah, the save crystals. They had to go. <laughs> they were a pain in the buttocks. Um, yeah, they took away the save crystals, and then of course there were all the little things. Like once again, it was a sort of 
a little leap in technology. Um, her hair moves. Remember how they were like, her hair moves now, and everyone was like, ooh. Now, did two, when two came out, was it also when she got in the water, she got wet, or was that a further down the road? I think that was a further Okay, one. okay. Yeah. Everybody loved to see and her. When she got in the water, you wanted to strangle her, because <laughs> she was like, get out, get out, get out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she just slowly sort of like swim up against the wall. She was like a lemming. Like, oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> completely different topic. Um, yeah, and it was just much more cinematic. And it had uh, the most amazing score, um, which made it feel more cinematic as well. And it was a little bit more action packed because um, there were sort of mafia guys running around and stuff. But yeah. Tomb Raider. Very good. Can I can I toss in can I toss in one that might be worth discussing? Sure. This is this is one that was a lot that was to me a lot better than uh, than the first one. Just in, but it was also something they clearly threw together quickly, did a little extra artwork, and just extended the concept. Mm. And that's that's Doom too. Mm. I mean, come on, Doom Doom was groundbreaking groundbreaking 20 years ago or whatever it was and then they gave us a cyber demon that scared the living crap out of me yeah i guess hidden on today's gin lounge nate like dates himself really badly well well, he may be dating himself but i think that doom probably will go into the uh all-time hall of fame for most wasted time on any game i mean i know people that basically failed out of college because they were playing that game oh yeah i almost got fired <laughs> I mean, I realize we've had I it in our office. I think on the PC downstairs. <laughs> I mean, okay, I realize I'm dating myself here with the SimCity stuff and and Doom and stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, these are these are games that produced really good sequels. Yeah. Uh, from groundbreaking and we're still playing technology. Doom alikes, aren't we? So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, <laughs> those guys created an entire genre. You know, exactly. John, John refers to well, this was a great, you know. Shooter, etc., and I'm like, yeah, go uh-huh. back to Wolfenstein 3D. You know, mm-hmm. I was actually going to bring up the point that Doom was kind of like a sequel to Wolfenstein in a sense because it was the same type of thing, and it had the same type of effect when it came out. There was there was actually a, a sequel to it beforehand, mm-hmm. before Doom, with Spear of Destiny. Right, right. That's by the same guys. You know, more Nazis. Okay. Nazi. <laughs> now, uh, I, Shella brought up Tomb Raider, so I wanted to kind of uh, bring it into the modern realm with um, Drake's Uncharted, which was uh, the one of the one of the best titles on the PlayStation Three. I finally got a PlayStation Three, so I played it through, and it was awesome. And uh, and apparently, um, Chris Richards is reviewing it for us, and he says that Drake's Uncharted Two is amazing. It's probably going to get uh, you know a five gem rating, and uh, so, so that looks like a title that where they really, really upped the ante. And, and there was a lot on the line with that because the PlayStation 3 doesn't have a whole lot of good exclusive titles, and Drake's Uncharted was one of them. So if they screwed up the sequel, you know, it was more than just we got to make money on this. It was, it was we got to, we got to take it to the next level. And apparently, early reports are that they did. So cool there. Um, Kelly, do you have, did you have anything else uh, on your list on your, on your basic list? Oh, well, just the, the one I'm waiting for, the, the third one of, is Gears of War. Mm, okay. I want to see how this all ends. It's I just want to see the story. I'm a big story whore, I guess you say, but because if it's got a good storyline, I'm totally in with it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have subpar graphics, and I'm still going to be fine because you give me a good story, and I'm fine. But that's I'm, I'm an avid book reader, so I, I just love the story sections. And the, they, I like the Gears. I don't know. It's the one that really got me back into playing video games. After I was retired forcefully at thirty. <laughs> well, the um, I just if you like if you like story, and of course I, I love pitching stuff that we're doing. James Maddox actually just finished up a review. DC Comics took Gears Gears of War and made it into a comic book series, and they sent a couple comic books uh, up or graphic novels, I guess you call them these days, uh, to James. Yes, yes, he did. To James, and he uh, reviewed them and actually just turned in the review today, so I'm going to get it uh, edited and posted. But apparently, it's pretty cool, and and there's a lot of rich history there. So so maybe that will answer a couple of your questions, Kelly, if you can get a hold of that uh, Gears of War book. And get down to the comic store. We've got two of them <laughs> independently owned. Oh, very cool, very <laughs> cool. Now, I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up. Now, those the ones that we talked about so far have been more or less straight sequels. But there's also in this industry, uh, because of technology leaps and so forth, there's also the sort of the remake or the rebooting of a series. And an example of that, which is a, I think a fantastic example, would be, for example, Fallout 2 to Fallout 3. I mean, there's probably not five people in the world that didn't like Fallout 3. And Fallout 3, but it totally changed everything. It went to a shooter interface, first person. It, it made it much more of a kind of open world type game, and I, I think people appreciated that. So, so that can happen too. And I, I think that uh, they're probably not a straight sequel, but I think you guys would probably agree with me that you would consider Fallout 3 a sequel in some regards to Fallout 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. certainly. Yeah, because I've got one that's um, pretty lot pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, which is GTA, was it GTA 3? And then Vice City came out after that and just, um, I'm going to say it again, just took that and went to 11 with it. I mean, it was stunning. Yeah, Vice... When Vice City came out, it was Vice just... City's still my favourite. Yeah, it's it's the best one they did. It was just, you know, just the Hawaiian shirts, all the little touches, the little details in the world that were just like, yeah, this is this is it. This is like um, every gangster movie I've ever seen. Well, and the vo- and, the voice acting, Ray Liotta, I mean, fantastic yeah, exactly. job. It was just perfect. <laughs> they took him from Goodfellas and you know, gave him to us, and it was brilliant. Just fantastic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and probably one of the probably the beginning of great voice. Voiceover, back, voice acting stuff. You know, getting people from Hollywood. You're actually paying some money as opposed to getting some schlep to um, get, get in the office secretary or something to exactly. Lay it down. Yeah, <laughs> when you know they were actually paying proper money for voiceovers. We should uh, um, and the radio and the radio stations and things like that. And now, um, you know, things like that are repeated over and over in games, aren't they? Those little details. Well, well, the things things that work get imitated. Well, and the radio stations yeah. was was another innovation, like you'd mentioned. It was amazing. <laughs> Absolute genius. Uh, there were yeah. there were guys in the te- in the technology area that um, I know that that when when Vice City came out, they would load up the the Vice City game on their laptop, and they'd find a car that had like a really cool stereo system, like the burrito van or something, and they would just <laughs> they would just carry it with them, and they would play it. So they could listen to music while they were working. They would just have their guys sit in the car and listen to this music. So, 
<laughs> that was that was pretty amazing. Um, and then I also wanted to bring up uh, two of them that are sort of in the remake category: uh, Call of Duty Four, uh, Modern Warfare, which was pretty much kind of a rebooting of that series, a series that was getting a little long in the tooth, that is now completely obviously revitalized, and Sid Meier's Pirates, which was redone and it was kind of almost like just a remake. I, I know Nate, you you did Pirates, right? Oh yeah, quite a bit because you know I am an old guy. <laughs> Um, the, well, the issue there. The, you're old. You're not really that old. Tell us about the Commodore 64, Grandpa. <laughs> I I taught myself basic on an Atari 400 with a cartridge and a tape drive. Okay. Did you go to school with a, a thing of coal in your pocket as well? And that was Sad. Christmas. <laughs> Sadly, no. No coal in LA. So did you, uh, I used to walk to school with three inches of snow or feet of snow and no shoes on. So Nate, did you did you get a hold of the new pirates? I did. I I, I actually bought it out of a sort of a nostalgia thing. Said awesome pirates. So I bought it, um, and it was fun. I mean, they added some to it, but it was very much. Uh, Let's do what it was and, and improve the graphics and maybe add some things like that dancing, God help me. <laughs> um, but it was very much the same game, the same kind of interface, the same adventures, that sort of stuff. Uh, and it was good. What very few people realize is there was already sort of a, a remake of Pirates a couple of years after the first one came out uh, called, I think, Pirates Gold or some such. By the same company, just a revamping and a graphics uh, fix back in the 90s. It didn't go anywhere, but this was the second attempt at sort of rebooting the concept. Yeah, I think I remember Pirates Gold. I think it was a microprose game. and I, I, Yeah, well, the original Pirates was. Yeah, I remember playing it, and it didn't really seem like that much of a difference. But the new one was fantastically different. I mean, other than oh, – yeah. I, I mean, they kind of used that Monkey Island style, which I'm not super enthralled with, but it looked good, so – yeah, no, I mean, I, re I really enjoyed playing it, but, you know, I played it, and I was able to do so quickly because it wasn't a huge leap forward. Right, yeah, and, you know, I've, have that, you ever gotten above Bishop on the on the rankings? Because I never get above that. It's like the Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I ended up governor of, like, the Spanish Marine. I can't, something. I can never do that. Okay, and then the last. Your heart is not pure. Tom. I guess not. No, well, you're a freaking <laughs> pirate. I mean, whatever. Well, they made me a bishop. <laughs> I mean, they're like. You're a horrible scourge of the seven seas. So, so here you can be bishop of the Catholic Church. <laughs> okay, well, thanks. Different times, different times. Um, and then the one that I wanted to bring up because uh, I have a review of this game running on eleven two, um, November second. Uh, for all you guys that pay attention, to that is the Gothic series. It was written by Piranha Bytes, and the Gothic series kind of had a lot of. Um, it was a good series, but it had a lot of bugs and error, um, game errors and things like that, and things that just didn't make sense. So instead of making Gothic 4 from Gothic 3, what they did was they made a totally new title called Risen, which looks fantastic. I've been so addicted to it. I mean, I, I sit around during the day and wish that I was at home actually playing this game. So, I mean, it, it really is amazing, and I, I think you'll see that in the review. It, it's, um, it's not really going to be an oblivion killer because the island is kind of small. It's sort of more like – it would be a good Morrowind killer, I guess, but probably not an oblivion killer. But still, a great game if you're looking for an RPG. Um, you can read all about that on 11.2. So, did, did you just confess that you're not working when you're in the office? Jeff? No, I said I'm thinking about playing. <laughs> so his I'm mind's just... just not fully on work. <laughs> 
He is human after all. That's true. That's true. I'm thinking about how can I make Nate more money? (laughs) (laughs) So he'll be happier when we do these podcasts. All right. If uh, if it give me my reward. If any of you all, if any of you all listening to the show today would like to uh, send us your own sequels, that that I'm sure we missed something. I mean, I wanted to mention Diablo two. I wanted to mention the Baldur's Gate series and things like Burnout two. Burnout. Burnout. Well, Burnout three. Just two, especially. Was it three, three where they yeah. like put the crash? Decided that you really yeah. wanted to just crash. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, so please let us know what we missed. Who knows if we get enough reader uh, responses at uh, ginlounge at gameindustry dot com, we may just do a whole new show. We'll call it uh, Go Number Two Two. <laughs> Yeah, 2.1 or something. All right, well, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. We'd love to hear from you. uh, GinLounge at GameIndustry.com. Until next time, we hope that all the sequels that you play live up to your expectations, even though we know that most of the time they won't. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 